Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. In the Northwoods of Wisconsin, we're hanging out here at Silver Tranch in our studio, and we just love uh, just getting together and having conversations, which is what we usually do. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, thanks for uh, hanging out with us and putting up with Dave. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm used to it, so <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but uh, but no, we, uh, we enjoy having these conversations, and if... Uh, you haven't yet, I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com, where you could uh, subscribe to this podcast, listen to past episodes, or get the updates for the new ones, or even check out some of the other Dave's programs. You know, I would recommend, if you have trouble sleeping, to check out his nighttime program. Good night. He, uh, he'll put you to sleep. I even had somebody come up to me during the men's retreat this past weekend and say that they listened to your nighttime podcast, and so they wanted to apologize in advance, since you were the speaker, that if they, they fell asleep, they it's fell your asleep. fault. Yeah. I get so, that a lot. Boring, boring. I could be very boring. So if you want to sleep, go listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not many times that you yeah. can use that as a marketing tool, that yeah. phrase. Yeah, go listen. So that's pretty And good. I promise I'll help you go to sleep. That's right. You know, life can be strange at times. If you've been listening to the podcast, we've been talking about family <laughs> and definitions. And it's so interesting to see how Satan twists definitions. Yeah. So that you never know what you're talking about. When I feel like I feel like nowadays most things, most definitions are twisted. They are. So if you have a conversation, I encourage you to be like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it be the word love, family. I mean, it, you could probably go down a list of stuff and it's be like, wow, that's changed, that's changed, that's changed in terms of modern day definitions. Yep. And so in order to get on the same page, you have to have this semantic discussion. Yeah, because if you're talking to somebody and you're going, don't you love family? And they're going, yes. And you both agree and go, isn't it nice to be with people that we, we think like? What they're talking about is five dads in a family with, with you know, all this other stuff. And what you're talking about is a nuclear family. And, and you're, what they're talking about is allowing people to do whatever they want in their own eyes. And you're thinking, no, it's very narrow because this is the way marriage is and this is the way family should be. And you're both agreeing now how wonderful these that, things are. That's right. Oh, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens in a culture where we lose definitions. Years yeah. ago, if you were listening to some of the conservative Christian voices, the teachers, they were saying, please be careful with the definitions. Yeah. Because once you lose the words, once you lose the definitions, it's very hard for you to go back and understand what anybody said. Mm -hmm. And that's what they were saying. If you want to do something where you legalize uh, you know, a gay marriage or something like that, you want to do that, please don't call it marriage. Don't call it family because those things already have a definition. And what a culture has to do then is go back and redefine everything. And honestly, then people don't know what you're talking about because the definitions are all over the place. Mm -hmm. So we kind of lose the whole purpose of language after a while. Yeah. And that's very important for us to understand. So sometimes I think you're just defining things for kids. Yeah. You're helping them understand when you say something, you also need to define it. Right. Because, I mean, they'll even pick up on words and use them. I've noticed with, with my three boys, you know, you say something, whether it be in passing or as you're trying to teach them something, and it's not until later you realize you have no idea what that word means because then they try to use the word and you yeah. realize that the understanding isn't there even though they're the using the word. And so it's like, all right, I need to define this in, in terms that they understand. Yep. And oftentimes we have to do that. Even if it's a simple word, sometimes you have to define it in terms that you clarify. 
so yeah. that you know you're on the same page and so you know the understanding is there. Yep. You know, it, it's really important, especially within a family, to realize that the things that you convey even in private sometimes will convey a message you're not intending to convey. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Right. Uh, my wife has always been extremely good about that in life. I'll say something and she'll say, don't say that. And I said, well, it's only you and me. She says, you're, you're getting in a habit of saying something where you're going to need to go and redefine it for somebody. I mean, don't do that. Yeah. For example, like uh, I grew up in an era. I don't, I don't wear jewelry. I, I don't wear jewelry. I can get you some. No, I don't wear any. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I do wear a watch. So if that's jewelry, I wear one. Other than that, I don't even wear a ring. I mean, I, it, jewelry drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> so my family understands that. I'm not a jewelry person. However, I'm not really against somebody who wears jewelry. Yeah. But, you know, it's so here's the example that wouldn't work. So somebody's wearing a lot of jewelry, jewelry and I, you know, in my head, I say, oh, man, they look goofy. Right. Okay. My background is I don't wear jewelry. I don't like jewelry. Dick Butkus on the Chicago Bears never wore jewelry. You know, I mean, yeah, those things. Yep. So I'll throw all that stuff at you. But now, you know, my kids can later say, my dad don't like people who wear jewelry. That, I didn't say that, so I need to be careful. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's not. It's not that I think for me wearing jewelry would make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to convey the fact that I don't care for those who wear it. Yeah. You know, my wife has pierced ears. Mm-hmm. Of course, and you know, we get married, and I'm saying, why do you poke holes in your head? You know, I mean, that's me. <laughs> and she just looks at me like, oh, don't, don't go there. You yeah. know, I mean, okay, fine, poke holes in your head, put earrings in there. I, in other words, I have to watch what I say because I portray something to somebody else, and I may not be portraying really what's on my heart. Right. So I have to be careful how I'm saying it. Especially because you tend to be more of a literal person. I am very literal. And so that's why I think you put holes in your head when you put earrings in. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder if you leak when you, you know, drink water or something. Oh, brother. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) That was a glimpse into Dave's mind right there. You think he was making that up, but that literally goes through his mind. The the really sad thing is to have a very literal mind because is it sad or entertaining? It's both. Because I ta- find your your thought process entertaining. Yeah, well, you talk to you somebody think. who's using a, a bunch of curse words, and you end up laughing because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? kind of funny, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And you're yeah. listening to him going, that doesn't make any sense. I had a friend in college who thinks the same way, and whenever somebody started talking weird, we looked at each other. We're both laughing. Right. Because it's like we were taking them literally yeah. at what they were saying. And it, and, and it was totally bizarre. Yeah. And we thought, boy, people don't know how to talk. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Uh, okay, we all have our issues. That's so right. that that's mine. I'm a literal thinker in many respects. In some ways, that's good. In some ways, it's it's amusing. Um, what's interesting, though, is as you talk about personalities, one of the things that I've seen in families is is parents who are trying to be good parents, who are trying to explain things to their children mm-hmm. so that their children understand, but their children cannot understand what they're explaining. Yeah. My advice is don't try at that point. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Remember, if you listen to the last podcast, and you can find the podcast at Relate365.com. Oh, you're, you're an amateur.com oh, guy. Oh, that was way better. That, that, that's okay. That's all right. Um, you can go back and listen to it and, and hear what we were talking about. But one of the most important things for a parent to do is have specific goals in mind. Yeah. 
and then look for ways to reinforce those goals in everyday life. And, and they shouldn't be a ton of goals. They really shouldn't. Uh, one of the goals is you will not always understand God, mm-hmm. but you can trust him because of who he is. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a simple goal in many respects. I would like to suggest that that's one of the great things you can teach your children as they grow up. Yeah, They do not always need to understand what mom and dad say. Right. It's okay for you to say, you need to trust that I'm your mom or I'm your dad and that I love you and I care for you, and that's why you do this. Mm-hmm. Parents get caught up, and I need to give them reasoning that, they'll, that will be acceptable to them. So they get older, and what they do is they're starting to look at God and saying, well, God doesn't give me reasoning, I understand. Mm-hmm. And they reject God. Yeah. It's like, you don't do that because you don't understand something. Um, I've heard moms talk to kids in a store about money and budget yeah. that are three years old. <laughs> and I'm thinking as I'm going by that mom trying to explain, to, you know, that's why we don't buy this, you know, and on and on. I'm thinking, you know, you might be thinking this is really good parenting. No. However. Yeah, I've seen junior middle campers go to our canteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, however. <laughs> they're not getting the budget thing. No. There's a time where you say the, the only I, thing that they know at that is when it goes when it runs out. That's right. That's the only concept. And when really, they can have you no as more. a mom or dad need to say, "We're not buying that today," and yeah. they need to say, "I know my mom and dad love me. I don't have to understand why." Yeah, that's really how you begin to set the stage for them loving God later, because that's always with God. There, yeah. there, there will always be times where you don't understand God. But what you do understand about God is his character, his love, his, his provision. That you can see. Mm-hmm. But you may not understand everything he's doing. And what happens down the road is you're going to find kids, as they get older, then something happens in their family. And they go, well, I just don't understand why God, okay. If you've grown up in a, in a family that has taken this on mm-hmm. as a goal to teach children that it's okay not to understand if you know the character of the person yeah for everything because you can't basically um then you probably won't be saying that as an adult about god yeah and and so it's one of those opportunities again to look at and have a a dual kind of goal my goal is i want to show them that god is bigger than their understanding at times so therefore if i need to trust in his character god's character which i do I need to get them to understand to trust in mine. Absolutely. And boy, I tell you, when as you get older, you want to get frustrated. You know, anytime you start trying to give children reasoning that they cannot comprehend, you are beating your head on a rock. And they're not going to understand it when you're done. Yeah. So don't waste the time. Yeah. Work on the character issue instead. And and when you can explain it, good for you. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, ever try and explain, you know, the dangers of a credit card to a high school kid? Oh, man. Uh, I can spend on this? Yes. As much as I want? Okay, no. so <laughs> yeah. when our kids were young, we, we thought, you know, we want to do as much as we can while you're in the house to train you on things that you're going to trip up on. Yep. So that while you're still with us, we can at least guide it a little bit. Right. So I believe, I can't remember when we got them, but we got them each a credit card. Yeah. Uh, one of those that the parents could control, actually. Okay. And we put like $100 on it. Yep. And the reason 
and I don't remember. My wife would remember all the So it was details. almost like a debit card in essence. It was, but it was a credit card, and yeah. it had a limit. They couldn't spend over yep. 100 bucks. And I believe back then it was specifically created for parents to teach to kids. To teach, right. You know, because here's what I was looking for. There are some people in this world who can actually use a credit card. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt them. Right. My wife and I, I don't think we have ever paid interest on a credit card, and I've had one for over 40 years. Right. Likewise. Yeah. So really, credit cards are not like low-hanging fruit for me where, oh, I just spend it because I have the card. Right. There are other people who should not have a credit card. 100%. But I didn't know what kind of personality my kids had. Mm-hmm. So it was wonderful to give them a card, put a limit on it, try and explain to them, you really don't want to go over that limit. Yeah. Here's why you don't have any money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And Or sometimes you don't even want to go to the limit. Right. Because you don't have any money, depending on where the limit's set. Right. You know. And the credit card companies were helpful at that particular time. I know some are listening saying, oh, you bought into getting them into a credit card. You know, honestly, to this day, I think my daughters use more debit than credit. Right. Well, and and part of it too is is you you do have to play a game a little bit. Yeah. And that could be a different discussion, but I mean, there, you, everybody's got a credit score. Right. And depending on how you manage your money, you get a credit rating, and so right. you know, and so that's a different discussion. And so sometimes you need it, you know, because I know I think your daughter owns a condo, right? You know, or a house or whatever it is, and so you do need to have a track record of trustability, essentially. Yeah. Well, they both had credit cards. Yeah. But they they prefer their debit, debit card. Yeah. Yeah. And. Of course, the, they grew up in a home where mom did the budget, and uh, Linda, you know, she's great at budgeting. So they saw that, right? And and so they did that too. And I, we can see they set goals like we did. And, yeah, it's great. And now the interesting thing is, I don't have a debit card. I don't know how to use them. I don't even want one. Yeah, I'm I'm the credit card generation. Yeah. So know? we start talking Venmo and all that it, stuff to you, and you're what, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, I've never used an, an ATM. Never. Never used an ATM. And my goal is never to use one. I want to die never have using one. So never. I've never visited New York City either. So I never you, want to visit So do you just there. write yourself a check? I don't use cash for anything. So you just use a credit card? I do. Strictly. I have a credit card. What do I need anything else for? Well, I was just curious. If you yeah, go to a I place and they don't accept card, what do you do? Yeah, yeah well, you and I go a place. I, I raid my wife's drawer. There, see? See? <laughs> I, there That's ha- not an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Some people would argue differently. I know where she keeps an extra couple bills. I know. Uh, so I go there and I grab the extra couple bills. So you were being entirely truthful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I always have cash in my wallet. Yeah. Because Does your you wife never go know, to the ATM? You never know. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting, side, we're getting sidetracked. I mean, I I might keep like 40 bucks in my wallet. Yeah. I yeah. And you know what it's for because I need 20 at a time for something. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, we go get this place food thing and it like costs a, 20 bucks. So That's right. I have to have at least 20 in there to pay for it. <laughs> for the mystery box. They don't box. take uh, they don't take credit. But I I really know I I haven't been to an ATM and and I and I don't have a debit card. But I do understand the, the principle that I need to teach my children. Yes. If I needed to get one to teach them something, I would. And and I understand the, the, you know, my wife might be listening going, we do have a debit card. You don't even know it mm. kind of thing because she wouldn't have given it to me because I wouldn't use it for anything. Yeah. Um, but I think in life there's principles that are greater than all those. And the principle is you don't spend more than you get. Yep. And that's a great principle to have. So how do I teach, again, 
you keep the goal on one side. Yeah. So your children right now, they need to learn not to spend more than they get. Right. Okay. So then throughout their whole life, you're looking for ways to yeah. teach them that. Right. And for some of, for us in our life, it was, okay, we're going to give them a credit card. We're going to see how they handle it. Because if they didn't handle it well, right away, we were going to say, you should never have one. Right. Because you know people who have been in credit card debt, and they're in it forever, and it's a tough thing to get out of. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to know right away, are you able to handle this? Yeah. Now, not only are they able to handle it, but my wife is a genius at using credit cards to make money. Yeah. My kids are too now. Yeah. So they actually use credit to make money. Yeah. And and in that process, I'm going, okay, good for you. You can you can handle a card. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, you're not going in debt. You you figured out how to play the game. You're you're staying out of debt completely in your life, not just. I yep. mean, except for your house, you know, whatever. Right. You have to right. Do right. in that sense. And uh, and I think that's the goal has been achieved, and I think it can be achieved many ways. Yeah. Um, same with you know being generous or whatever it might be, giving kids opportunities to participate in giving money mm -hmm. or time or talent to somebody else, right? And not get anything back for it. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to be able to do. Yeah. Um, so if you're a, a and I think it's important that even as you said, you got to be age appropriate. You oh, know, absolutely. and so so you know you kind of help them understand in what they can understand. If they don't understand it, just say that, wait until they get older. You know. Because even my boys are not necessarily at the point, you know, it's like, oh, that costs money. Don't do that. It's like, that doesn't mean anything to them. Right. You know, they'll come with a bunch of, a handful of change and be like, here you go. Yeah. Because they think that the handful of change is worth a ton of money because it's a lot yeah. in their hand. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you just have to go with each stage, with each principle. Because yeah. each principle, you know, as you get older, you add more on to the, to the concept and the understanding of it. Yep. You know, but the cool thing, and this is, this is what, one of the illustrations in scripture that I just love is, is the simplicity. You know, you know, because we see Jesus he says, let the children come. You know, it's like that childlike faith understanding, yep. you know, kids, you know, you think you have to explain it all to them. But most of the time, the simplest answer is all they need and they thrive on it. Yeah. And I think oftentimes as parents, we try to overcomplicate it, trying to give them our understanding when all they need is just a piece of the puzzle to get it. That's right. When they're looking confused, you said too much. Right. And that, and that that's actually most of the time is yeah, we say it's too like, much. Yeah. Really? You just gave me a bunch of words I didn't understand. All I asked is, can I buy this? Right. And I got a lecture about where the United States economy is going. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ma <laughs> Macro and microeconomics. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean I can buy this? That's right. <laughs> when, when you're done. It's like, so what was the answer again? Because <laughs> I, I seemed to miss it. I got a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Uh, it, 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 it's funny when you start trying to teach certain lessons. Um, not really sure how you do it. I, I could ask you another question. Your kids, do you think that you should pay kids for work around the house? Uh, my wife and I have been having that discussion, you know, because my, my son's at the point now. He's like, oh, can I get money for that? You know, and, and we want them. We And so my wife and I have the discussion literally we're having is we want them to understand principles behind it. You know, there's certain things you do because you're part of this family. Right. You know, and so you're not going to get anything for that. But there are, there will be some times that we might give you something so that you can learn how to be responsible. Right. You know, and so we're trying to come up with a system like, all right, here's, here's family stuff that we expect you to do. And then if you want to try to earn something, you know, here's the concepts behind it. 
you know, and trying to explain that to him. And like I said, you can't just explain that all at once because in his mind, doing one thing that doesn't get him any money and doing another thing that might get him money is, is totally different. You know, that's a, that is really a. I think that's a delicate balancing act trying to figure that one out. Right, right. And every family does it differently. Yeah. You know, some people do allowances. You know, on a weekly basis, monthly basis. Yeah, some people don't you, do an so allowance. Is there an allowance? Or is there no allowance? We haven't decided yet. You know, just because it, it literally is fresh in our family with our oldest son who's seven, and yeah. so we're just trying to figure that out. Um, and so you know, because even growing up, like I never necessarily got an allowance. We had chores, but then when I wanted something, you know. Not that I would always get it, but then my my parents would be like, "Okay, I, you know, you've been working hard. Here you go." Yeah. Sort I of can't, thing. It, believe it or not, I can't remember whether I got an allowance. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna have to ask my brother next time I see him. So, Did we get an allowance? Because I can't I can't remember getting one, but I can't I I don't remember being in need ever. Right, right. And every family does it differently, and it's really yeah, it's know. really the principle you're trying to teach. Right. You know, yeah. Well, responsibility I've heard young families kind of get on both sides of the fence on this one. And yeah. how dare you give an allowance, you know, and people should be responsible in the family. And, you know, I agree to both. You need to you need to be responsible within your family. Right. There, there are things that you should never get paid for. Right. hundred percent. You know, and the way that my wife and I have been looking at it, like we, we agree with that. Like there's things that like you're part of this family. This is part of what you're going to going to do. At the same time, we understand that we want them to get to the point where he can manage money. And so rather than us just giving him money hearsay to manage, we want him to be able to learn that like, all right, you have to work to get money so that you can then have money to manage. Right. If that makes any sense. And so that's, that's the framework that we're on our side. We're trying to figure out is how do you do that? So you can teach both principles. I'm wondering if if there's a way to combine the two somehow, because I, I wonder if there's something where there's a certain age where you say, okay, Family responsibilities are this, and as you participate in family responsibilities, not not necessarily by the hour or anything, right? You get an allowance, right? You know, so it's always the same every month. And the reason we're giving you an allowance is because we realize there's some things that you may want to get yep. that we don't want to get, and you want to manage the money that we as a family have, right? A little differently, so we're going to give you a little bit every yep. month, but. It, we do expect you to participate in family. Yep. And that's kind of what we're, we're airing on the yeah. side of is, you know, we've talked about, do we just give them a monthly allowance and say, all right, you know, why don't you, we're going to ask you to do things and right. we want you to do it as best as you can with a good attitude. And based on that, at the end of the month, you know, you'll get your money. And so that way, when we ask him to do something, he'll go and do it and not be like, well, can I get paid for this? It's like, no, this is part of the family. But then, you know, you're not so going to know what. So how do you train him then to, to help those who are needy and not expect, money yeah, and that's that's the trick you know okay. I, because again if, if for anybody right if they're so used to okay i'll go cut the lawn but i get five bucks right would they go cut a neighbor's lawn that's poor and old and not or, expect any, and, right and would they expect five bucks and that's where you have to come in and be like you're gonna do this but you're not gonna get paid for it yeah you know i mean that's i mean even when i grew up we would always shovel our our neighbor she was an older lady we'd always shovel um, her sidewalk, right? You know, and we would do it because she was our neighbor. And then after that, we'd go out door to door, knocking on people's doors, say, "Hey, can we shovel it?" And after when Th- we did that, a, we expected payment. That's an you absolutely know? great point. And I mean, so I think it's just the way in which you teach it. You know, there's something that's like, even if they give you something, we don't want you to take it. Yeah. But why? Well, they they want to pay us. Well, that's not why we're doing it. Yeah. You know, and even even that, you know, because just because somebody offers you money doesn't mean you take it. Right. 
And that's a principle too, you know, because there's oftentimes, especially your generation, like they might come over with good intent to do something. You'd be like, oh, here, you know, here's a dollar. Thank you. You know, maybe, maybe not. But some people from that generation, you know, but it's like, no, that's not, you're missing the point of why I did this. Yeah, Yeah, Actually, you'd be driving me away. I wouldn't do it again. Right. Right. Because my wife and I've had this discussion because we we're, we're in a certain generation and I think a certain way. And she says, well, that's not how they think. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? If if I had you come over and help me or something, let's say I had you come over, I, I, I'm going to put new carpeting down, come help me move stuff out of a room. Yeah. I would never, ever think about paying you. Right. Either would I. I wouldn't. Right. Now, that's where the discussion has come in. Like, sure. well, shouldn't we give them something? And I, and I would shockingly look at her and go, for what? Right. Well, they helped. I didn't ask them to help to pay them. Right. This is like human stuff. Human right. to human. Oh, totally. And and so I don't know how you always teach that, but it, uh, to yeah. me, there are still times yeah. where I think we need to encourage people, just go participate because you're human and you're nice and you want to. Right. And then there's other jobs. Right. Where you're actually going, like you said, door to door, can I do this? And this is what will cost you. Give them an idea, you know, what it would be. Right. You know, and even growing up for me, my, I was different. You know, I know once a lot of kids reach high school, they go out, you know, their parents have them get a job. What When I hit high school, you know, I was academically, I, I, I pursued wanting to do well there. But then I was heavily involved in church and youth group. And right. so the way that my parents took it is like, you know what, as long as you are responsible and you're doing well in school, and doing the things that we're asking you to do, we're not going to make you go get a job and we'll, you know, we'll take you out, we'll buy the clothes you need, you know, that sort of thing. Not in excess, but, you know, they saw that, all right, you are getting it. And so we're not going to push you away from the the way that you're pouring into people. Right. You know, I, you know, I had the same, of course, went to the same church. I had the same yeah, background. There was a lot of that culture within yeah, the church. Yeah, same background. Yeah. The, the thing I do remember is I honestly never had a need. Right. And well, and that's the other thing is, you know, there's needs and wants, yeah. you know, and so sure, I'm sure there was things in high school that I wanted, but it's like, you know, if I wanted it, then I would have to get a job, Yeah, you know, but everything that I needed, my parents would take care of. Absolutely. You know, and that's the way it was for me too. So, and again, I was encouraged to work for nothing. I was encouraged to come to camp during the summer. We never got paid you know, for right. doing that. And so I was the guy that never made money. Yeah. However, I never went without you know, what I needed clothing-wise or uh, even driving a car. I got to drive my parents' car. They took care of insurance. They took care of gas. Yep. You know, and again, it was the same mind, mind frame. You know, you're out there serving people. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We'll take care of the car and the gas and the, yeah. until I bought my own, of course, and then I had to have my own insurance, yep. which in Chicago was tough. Oh, yeah. That city, man, you live there. You got You got some insurance bills. Yep. Anyway. And gas bills. Yeah. Well, maybe well, not back in your day. But. I, I hope I hope that this discussion has spurred you to think a little bit about the, the eventual goal you'd like for your children and focusing on the process to get there. Yeah. Don't get frustrated when they're not there all of a sudden, but keep the goal there and keep the process before you pray about it and look for God to use you and be thankful that, that you have this privileged position yeah. to show the next generation how to love God and do things right and hopefully 
uh, got to give you those answers. Yeah, you know, and just realize that a lot of it you could teach even through modeling. And Absolutely. we talked about that in our, our previous episode. And so, you know, I encourage you, you know, continue to, to, to grow and push yourself to to model it. And I encourage you, head over, re- re-listen to the other podcast we did about defining family. Head over to Relate365.com. You download that. Redownload this one or even check out some of the other podcasts. That way you just get encouraged to, to take the steps you need to do to pour into the lives of your children. But for now, that's all the time we have. This is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. Take care. Bye-bye.